namaste suswagatam and compliments of our festival season which is celebrated across all parts of india and welcome to a sunday edition of words of wisdom gyan ganga which virat hindustan sangam hosts with dr subramaniam swami every sunday at 8 pm indian standard time for the benefit of our members and viewers across the globe in more than 125 countries who watch and hear this program we are on various social media channels like youtube facebook periscope instagram spaces and podcast channels for the benefit of our viewers in different segment of the social media today is our 142nd episode and the topic today is hindutva path to renaissance of bharat our virat hindustan sangam popularly which is known as vhs and its founder president dr subramaniam swami has written extensively on this subject with numerous books especially starting with the book hindus under siege which was released by uh, Swa- shankaracharya swami ji jayendra saraswati ji and uh, uh, sar sanchalak of uh, rss uh, sudarshan ji and after that he has spoken and written numerous other books and he has walked his talk along with these books dr swami has been responsible for opening of kailash mansarovar in tibet for the benefit of our hindu pilgrims and led the first batch in 1981 and then again visited it in 2016 he has been in the forefront to save ram setu his writ petition in the supreme court led to the day to do hearing of the ram mandir dispute which led to the great victory by the judgment of the supreme court and the building of the great ram mandir is in progress on various other hindu issues like the management of temple should be with the hindu devotees and not controlled by the government dr dr swami has led numerous court battles in kerala tamil nadu andhra telangana uttarakhand and the supreme and in the supreme court the order he got from the supreme court on the nataraja temple issue in the chidambaram town of tamil nadu is a path breaking and landmark judgment and that government cannot take over hindu temples and even if it takes over for financial mismanagement it has to be returned back after a short period and not kept under government control this can set the trend for all temples of hindustan being liberated from government control last week viewership across various channels had crossed 77000 viewers on the program which we had on the year gone by discussing the economy with ms sushita dalal and mr debashish bashu we thank our viewers for their support i have to thank my co-host professor arvind chaturvedi from delhi and mr ramesh swami for their help assistance and guidance for this show we put together on every sunday i also have to thank our technical team of vhs led by ashish shetty tejas navalgol of pune swami nathan from tamil nadu ishwar ayyar from navi mumbai rakesh gadgi from karnataka ajesh nayar from kerala and vishal mehta from mumbai for their background support to ensure that we keep our commitments and time with you every sunday so with this opening remarks it is over to dr swami to discuss a very important and interesting topic which a lot of people today have told us on the social media they are looking forward to over to dr swami uh <clears throat> thank you jagdish and uh, my colleagues uh, 
Ramesh and uh, Professor Chaturvedi. Uh, <clears throat> in 1947, uh, we had be a, got rid of the British and uh, it was a struggle uh, for almost 100 years because uh, the British took over India formally with Queen Victoria as the uh, Empress of India in 1857. And uh, by the time the, uh, the British left India, they had left it in, in, in a miserable condition. They had completely bled agriculture by appointing the zamindari system and collecting revenue through them. And uh, there was um, you know, not much industry. Those industries were all uh, you know, like uh, textiles, which was necessary to uh, you know, be competition to the Europeans who had come in after Manchester. And uh, so um, we were in uh, um, a poor country, a country which was never poor for thousands of years up till, say, 1700 uh, AD. Uh, suddenly became the poorest in the world. And uh, at that time, uh, to the credit of Mahatma Gandhi, I'll say that he had urged that we should actually not only be worried about improving our economy, but also we must have a cultural change and get rid of all the ossification and uh, the hardening that has taken place over the centuries. For instance, uh, untouchability was one example. Um, and uh, there were others also who uh, were of this view and they supported it. But unfortunately, after independence, uh, Jawaharlal Nehru was fascinated by the Soviet Union. So all that he was talking about is building dams and so on. So on. all that is very important, but it cannot be uh, that a country which has come through 600 years of brutal invasion by the Muslims and Muslim invaders and uh, then uh, the looting of India completely bleeding it of course resources for another 100 years uh, um, uh, and leaving us completely poor at that time we needed uh, we needed to have a new mindset which is what I've been repeatedly saying I've given, been, been giving popularly in, in these public meetings the example that if you have uh, a thousand goats, what is my mindset is of a goat, uh, even if one, only one tiger comes, they'll all run away. Um, and same thing with a, a lion, which has got a tremendous aggressive personality, but brought up as a pussycat in the in the circus, uh, become like pussycats in the in the. Uh, in, in the circus, they perform for the public as the uh, ringmaster orders them to do. So in this uh, regard, therefore, uh, India's mindset was that we were a poor country. The British saved us. They came, they put us together and so on and so forth. And this is the kind of rubbish that today we don't hear. But even I, as you know, as a young little boy of seven years, um, I, I used to be fed this nonsense, especially if you went to a, a, a Christian missionary school, which I did. Uh, so therefore, um, uh, I have been emphasizing from day one that 
the the we you know i'm not saying this should country should become a hindu state uh, that some people want no that, that's never been in india uh, we have never allowed that to happen but we do uh, worship bharat mata and uh, the uh, the cultural traditions of the country and uh, throughout the period uh, you found uh, all the kings uh, only uh, focused on the cultural aspect even when we went abroad and conquered countries like uh, we conquered parts of china we got um, uh, thailand uh, uh, southeast asia so on uh, we uh, we only did cultural work there indonesia there's no report of brutality or takeover or massacre looting nothing and indians uh, had uh, all through uh, uh, the globe and particularly in east uh, southeast asia and east asia had been uh, uh, you know sending armies and taking over building temples teaching them yeah, we taught uh, uh, what uh, what is known as wushu that is in china and which is now translated went from china to japan and then the the chinese translation of wushu was karate and of course we are now in a situation where we think we are we're getting a japanese karate we are learning that so uh, the mindset needs to be changed and that is only comes by renaissance so i'd like to start with the first the definition of what i the some key words in the title uh, hindutva uh and renaissance what do they mean and um, uh, as far as the path is concerned the indian path is peaceful argumentative uh, uh you know um, uh, coming to a conclusion and the shankaracharya invented the concept of uh, of uh, shastrat and he went from kerala all the way to kashmir the country was that time predominantly uh, a buddhist country uh, and uh, in, in a special school and ultimately he went everywhere he uh, he had a debate and in the debate uh, the condition was that the person he is debating if he lost he would become uh, uh, a hindu uh, a sanatana dharmi or uh, advaita to be more exact and at the same time uh, if he lost and uh, then he would convert to uh, buddhism and he went all the way up there and in fact many of the people he defeated very famous was mandala mishra in in bihar he became the first shingeri shankaracharya so uh, we have uh, throughout history try to persuade people by arguments and it's always only when arguments fail that we have resorted to force take in uh, in uh, mahabharat krishna went and made the ridiculous offer of five villages he said you take indraprastha you know let's not have a war for that but just give five villages for the five pandava women so but, but even that he didn't agree not only he didn't agree duryodhan had the audacity uh, to try and arrest uh, uh, krishna so that he will not participate in the war and then krishna first took out his sudarshan chakra and uh, walked out of the uh, palace so this is the tradition and uh, we uh, uh, 
we are today, um, you know, sometimes we get this all cockeyed. We are not, you know, if suppose you are attacked by another country, then you can't talk about, uh, you know, Shastrat. <laughs> Let's have a debate. Uh, if China attacks you and takes your land, you have to retaliate uh, and not say, uh, you know, we're going to have talks, we're going to have a talks, which we are like, like we are doing today. So I would say uh, that when we say Hindutva, it is a, a philosophy. And that philosophy uh, is based on Hindu values, which... Uh, where, uh, which, uh, which, you know, is too big a subject for me to say this, maybe sometime later on I can do just on what is Hindu values. But you know broadly what Hindu values are, how you regard your father, how you regard your mother, how you regard your wife, how you regard your children, how you regard your sisters and brothers. All these are <coughs> documented things as part of our Shastras. So uh, we, uh, we have uh, continuously followed that you know, and you know, we have lost many of these. So for instance, treatment of women. Women were um, not only equal in some areas where they were there an advantage, they, they were uh, the leaders. Uh, the running of the household, the bringing up of children, they, they, they were more capable of doing it because their husband were going out on, uh, on long journeys and so on. So therefore, uh, if you see who's the head of... Uh, uh, of uh, of um, uh, of education in our um, in our amongst our law gods, it is Saraswati. It's a lady. And same thing with finance, and same thing even with war. When all the men failed, they had to go and beg uh, Durga, and uh, and then ultimately Durga took the rule of Kali and uh, finished off all the enemies. Now they, you don't have any other religion which talks about women in this kind of high place thing, that when all the men fail, they have to go to the women. So all these values have to be brought back. And so Hindu is, who is a Hindu? First of all, the constitution defines Hindu as someone who's, uh, who believes in Sanatana Dharma. But more importantly, the Congress constitution also says that in Article 26, that a Hindu is includes Buddhist, um, uh, Jain, and uh, Sikhs. So the word Hindu was those people of religion, which religions were born in India. We call them as Indic religions. And there are a lot of common uh, things in them. So, I mean, we, we, we can't, uh, uh, you know, we, we can live with each other because we are, <coughs> we are not different. The problem became with Christianity and Islam because Islam and Christianity both said my way or the highway. So, and if you chose the highway, we will be killing you or we'll do ostracize you or something. You know, they, both these religions are very specific. That is, there's only one religion that is our religion. And if you don't agree, uh, then you will suffer consequences. Uh, we were not like that. We, in fact, let the Parsis come to our country, the only place they survived. They didn't survive in Iran. They survived in India. The Jews came here and uh, only after Israel went, uh, was formed, they went back. So the, these ethos, the, the Hindu ethos, is what we call as Hindutva. So therefore, uh, we will, uh, uh, Hindutva includes 
um, uh, settling differences by Shastrat. And only if the Shastras don't work, if, they, if the discussion doesn't work, then we take uh, go to war if the other side wants war. And uh, we have never imposed our knowledge. You see, if, if you read the Gita, there's a, I mean, a mind-boggling uh, shloka there where Krishna says, I have taught you everything I know. But how you are going to follow it is up to you. You decide whether you are going to accept what I have told you. I mean, God is saying, after revealing to him that he is God, he is telling Arjuna that I have taught you everything. All the secrets I have taught you. And, and I think it's uh, chapter 18, uh, Shloka 63, where Krishna ends up by saying, but it is up to you after I have taught you to decide whether you want to follow it or not. I mean, this is the kind of democratic mentality we built. That's why our country has survived as a democracy. So <clears throat> I would say the Hindutva path is, is and the path is, of course, nonviolent. Hindutva path we must uh, work for, uh, for, uh, for bringing this country. Unfortunately, we have not done it in the last 70 years. And even now, it's all haphazard. Uh, it's not enough to liberate the temples. It's not enough uh, to you know talk tough and so on. What we need is a mindset change, and that mindset change can come if the syllabus in the in the schools and colleges are changed to reflect the truth, and not all that bogus junk that the British imposed on us. And uh, this way, we uh, we have to proceed. Now, Renaissance is another very interesting word. Uh, most of the time, we have been used to revolution. <laughs> revolution. So, uh, but revolution has begun to be associated with the violence and you know imposing your views on others. Renaissance is an is a form of evolution where you start finding for newer and better ways of doing things. So when we start, when the man started. He went around uh, collecting fru uh, fruits and vegetables and uh, and uh, uh, you know plants and so on, and then soon he began to see that he can collect some and the others he can uh, uh, you can offer it uh, whatever excess he has he offers it and he makes an exchange. So the idea of exchange came, and that brought up a big change uh, in, uh, in 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 human society. And then uh, uh, after that, the question of uh, war came. Uh, people began to go to war to acquire somebody else's property. And uh, it, you know, it, it, it went on each time. There was a major change. Today, we have globalization. Nobody could think of globalization. You know, Christopher Columbus wanted to find India. And he went in the wrong direction and found America. And, and you know, that kind of thing is no one need to do uh, because our science has developed and so on. So we are now uh, uh, wanting a new order. And that new order must come peacefully. And that's how Renaissance uh, word came. It originally came in Italy and in Florence. And then it spread to France. Any uh, <clears throat> basic change of the people's thinking, behavior, discovery, 
this is called renaissance and uh, uh, renaissance is what we are going looking for we have already been through several changes as i told you when, when the very beginning of humanity we were loners we all were running around ourselves then bilateralism came then currency came using uh, gold and silver then uh, paper currency came and now cryptocurrency has come when everything is disposed of even the government is disposed of so uh, th this evolution is also a part of renaissance because they have changed by um, by a huge um, by a huge leveraging the position of, of the of the of the individual so now <clears throat> what is renaissance in india today suppose somebody says what is renaissance uh, men and women are equal that's not hey, it's, it's very superficial or saying that everybody must get educated that's also i mean without an anchor renaissance according to me in the hindu context because this is what we have which is what has been suppressed all these uh, thousands of a thousand years we have been the hindus have been suppressed nobody else has been suppressed like the hindus have been suppressed and uh, therefore a lot of things have got ossified and so we have to now bring about a major change a renaissance in hinduism itself in sense of what you know is hinduism otherwise hinduism is sanatana and so therefore you know nobody can even dare to think of changing what i'm saying is the hindu practices have to be brought up brought in the changes so basically this is uh, i think the one person who in the last say 100 years who has given his attention to it even savarkar didn't give it even arvind didn't give it but one person who actually formalized it was dindal upadhyay and we have just completely forgotten him he and he also didn't have any time he was general secretary then he became party president you know all the time touring 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 still in in the in the railway bogey where he sat uh, he used to make notes and so on finally produced a pamphlet and that pamphlet you see uh wrote a little booklet and then nanaji deshmukh and dattopantegri and all ensured that it was published and then he uh, was murdered so uh, uh, it was not developed I, I tried to develop it, you know, give it a mathematical shape, and in fact, Mayesh Mehta held a conference on integral humanism. But it was never, it's a, you know, after coming to power, we should have, uh, uh, you know, made that as a compulsory uh, subject, integral humanism. We got Marxism. We teach Marxism. We teach uh, the French uh, what the French said, what the Germans said, all this, uh, even. um uh, fascism we are teaching uh, you know to know what it was but nobody is teaching uh, integral humanism even though seven years we have been uh, in office so what dinal um, upadhyay um, said is that the indian the hindu renaissance or the hindustani renaissance is when there is a a harmonization of the development of materialism with spiritual advancement so therefore 
you can't, uh, you know, just think of, you know, like America. America is just, you know, life of pleasure. Uh, the pursuit of pleasure is their goal. And uh, so material, material, material. But they don't seem to be happy. In fact, a large number of Americans come to all our sadhus, ashrams, to find out how to become happy. And they have taken to yoga to, you know, to stabilize their mind. So therefore, uh, the, um, the education should have both in it. Uh, spiritual advancement uh, with uh, material prosperity, how to get, get you know, how to become a physicist, how to become an economist, how to become an engineer. These are all part of your material pursuits of life. But at the same time, uh, if uh, if it's just that, then that society will become exploitative. You know, it's, it, it, so materialism leads to exploitation unless it is um, brought in with spiritual, uh, with spiritual advancement. Now, the Hindu system is that you just note what this Varna system. Varna system was never birth. Whose authority do you want? Read Gita. Three different chapters, he says, it is not God to do anything with birth. It is, it is um, uh, gunas which, uh, you, which you acquire and you develop. And if you are inclined to be a scholar and you are willing to give up, if you are jnani and tyagi and sahasi, uh, then he says you are a Brahmin. And it doesn't matter where you are born. So that's why Vishwamitra was born in a... In a um, in a Kshatriya family, he became a Brahmin, and um, Vedavyasa's mother was a fisherwoman. He became a, uh, a, a, a he became a Brahmin for same reason because he they took to uh, you know gyan and then um, lived a very simple life. Uh, in fact, uh, you know those days they went even to the extreme of going uh, begging every week uh, to get provisions and uh, collect it. Uh, so jnani, tyagi, that is given up everything in life of uh, pleasure and masasi, uh, very absolutely not afraid of anybody. So that is a Brahmin. Then Kshatriya is the one who can wield the weapons. And so he, that, that was the Kshatriya. Uh, Vaishya is the one who, um, uh, you know, did commerce, created, uh, uh, created, uh, um, uh, wealth in the country, and uh, Shudras were the ones who worked on the uh, on the on the on, on agriculture, and uh, even in part, parts of commerce where labor was involved. So uh, that was the system. The scheduled caste thing came up uh, as a as a uh, as a um, uh, as a very minor part of Hinduism, but after Buddhism and after Islam and so on, it just became bigger and bigger. And um, so, but uh, if you look at the DNA tests of Indians, uh, scheduled caste and Brahmin DNA is the same. There's no difference. So, I mean, there's nothing special, especially, uh, uh, you know, like in America, the blacks, are, you know, are segregated at one small time. Uh, but that's because they look different. But here they are the same people. And so, these were allocations based on division of labor. That's what in economics we say, division of labor. And uh, it had nothing to do with birth. You could be born in a Brahmin family and become a military man. You can be born in a Vaishya family and become a Shudra. 
you know, all these are uh, things to show that this was a, a system that had been worked out for division of power, not division of labor. Uh, so power means if you have knowledge, you have power. If you have weapons, you have power. If you have money, you have power. If you have land, you have power. So separate all of them. And well, nobody will have more than one of this. That is how we decentralized a society. So therefore, uh, the uh, 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 what uh, Dindal Upadhyaya spoke about is this, uh, this uh, harmonization of spiritual advancement with material progress. He said, you need material progress. You got to eat. So, uh, without that, you can't even do any spiritual work. So therefore, uh, material progress and spiritual advancement Everybody must uh, learn uh, both uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and become uh, self-sufficient. Now, spiritually, and again, materially, you know, we, we, democracy has been there all through. I mean, uh, in, uh, in the panchayats, we had at panchayat level, we had uh, in block levels, it was called general padas. And... Uh, and uh, that's why you find in 1977, people will ask me many times, foreigners will ask me, we can't understand. Your most educated part of India voted for Indira Gandhi. That is South India. These four states of South India are high, more highly literate or educated uh, than North India. And North India, you know, is uh, all peasantry and uh, poor people and rural areas. And in, in North India, they wiped out Indira Gandhi completely. She, she lost her own seat. So did her son. So what, what is the explanation for that? That's because they are, the English education has not spoiled their brain. And therefore, they, were, they thought like Hindus. And having thought like Hindus, they voted like Hindus, which is they decide to, uh, to teach her a lesson. And uh, even today, you can have uh, caste voting. But if you bring a big issue, People will vote for you. They have done it in the, in the past also, uh, when they cut across and voted and defeated uh, people who we thought uh, could never be defeated. So therefore, uh, the uh, issue of democracy is well built into India. And you see, you you people talk about India it was not even one country. Then how are you still one country? Look at the um, uh, Soviet Union. Uh, it broke into uh, 16 countries. Yugoslavia broke into four countries. Uh, this uh, Indonesia too had a break. Pakistan into two, hopefully into four in the near future, uh, the remaining Pakistan. But the fact is that India could not be broken even though the predictions were that India would break. Why? Because we are emotionally one country, and uh, we every part of India has some uh, spiritual uh, factor, and sometimes people go to Varanasi to have a bath all the way from uh, Tamil Nadu. So sometimes people go to Rameshwaram. You know, uh, so therefore, this uh, concept uh, that democracy is uh, you know something which the British gave you. How did the British give it to us? They never practiced democracy when they were here. And uh, they were quite brutal in the way they treated people who stood for independence. 
they never listened. Gandhi was different. Gandhi was uh, someone who was saying that I will not use any method to get rid of you. Uh, he would say, no, 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 I will only petition, petition, go, you send me to jail, I'll still come petition. And Gandhi ultimately won only to the extent that uh, uh, Gandhi won only to the extent that uh, uh, the uh, uh, that the Chandra Bose atmosphere was such that the INA had started infecting the British and Indian Army. And the British always knew the day the army goes against us, we have no place here. We have to leave. And they were written in their books, so many books, that British will go the day the British Indian Army uh, revolts against us. So I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, on that. I'm only saying that this democracy is intrinsic to India and we need to nurture it. There are some idiots uh, like Mrs. Gandhi was uh, in the emergency and uh, there will be more idiots to come, but uh, the country has to prepare to see that uh, we don't put up with dictatorship, we don't put up with suppression. You know, people sometimes tell me why, why you're not disciplined. I said, why should I discipline? For policy also, I'll be disciplined. I can be disciplined in the sense that, you know, I won't say that somebody is having a love affair with some woman uh, who is a party member and so on, or that uh, he is not treating his wife very well or he's beating his children. Those things I will not make public. I will try to say it in the party. But if you, if there is an economic uh, policy which is wrong, I will speak up. So the, uh, the uh, culture of democracy has to be promoted. And that is part of our uh, material prosperity because you, India's democracy is the only country which has produced real genuine growth. You think that the Chinese uh, produce growth, just wait another six, uh, five, six years, you'll see that the China will be collapsed, they'll probably come to India uh, seeking, uh, seeking help, I, I think. So the, the, that system of ruling from the top uh, never will uh, work. So democracy and market economy. This is also typically Indian. Where, uh, so in this way, uh, we have been growing uh, materially and, uh, and producing prosperity. The day Narsimha Rao went more towards market economy, what growth rates we got? Otherwise, Jawaharlal Nehru got 3.5% growth rate. And we never had it after the, that, after Narsimha Rao came, till uh, last year, uh, and that is before Corona. 19, uh, 2019, when you got a 3% growth rate in the fourth quarter, uh, in the third quarter, excuse me, of uh, of, uh, of 2019, when there was no corona at all, no talk of the corona, nobody knew it existed. So, uh, but our yeah, capacity to grow in the moment you go in for a democratic system of economy is like that. So the same thing uh, with market economy. Market economy is more suitable for the Hindutva way of thinking. So I, I won't go too much into material. I'll come to the spirituality aspect. And that is that the, uh, today uh, we, we need to imbibe that spiritual approach. And the approach has to be on the basis that you persuade people, you argue people. People are afraid to speak about in favor of Hinduism. Oh, I'm not a fanatic, but I, I feel like this. Why you need to say all that? Of course, there are people who will uh, uh, will try to uh, persecute you. 
uh, you know what happened uh, recently. I won a case in uh, Gaudia uh, um, uh, High Court where they put a case against me because I said my masjids can be demolished because there's only it was only to read namaz. And that's there in the Supreme Court judgments of 1994. And yet they were, somebody put a case against me. Of course, I know who conspired to put it in. It doesn't matter. He's dead and gone. Uh, but ultimately, I had to fight a case and win the case. So in our country, you know, people use all this methodology. But I would say that spiritually, we should be proud to be Hindus and accept where we have got ossified, fossilized, and try to rectify it. And the first thing we must rectify is this division that I'm North, I'm South, I'm East, I'm West, because all your DNA is the same. And that I'm a, 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 I'm a Brahmin. Oh, what do you mean if you're, you can only be a Brahmin if you're Gyani and Tyagi and Sasi. Otherwise, you can't be a Brahmin. Uh, who says that Brahmin is born? Give me one place where it says, it's very clear in Gita, it's not born, it's gunas. So you acquire those gunas, you'll be a Brahmin. It doesn't matter. Mambedkar can be called Brahmin. Yes, if some, uh, supposing somebody said, by your definition, Ambedkar is a Brahmin. I said, of course he is a Brahmin. Jawaharlal Nehru is not a Brahmin. Of course he is not a Brahmin. So, because he doesn't have any of the gunas of the Brahmin. So, uh, the, these are things that have to be um, brought out. You can't have a renaissance if you don't think in new ways. And the new way is that we are Hindus. And those others who are here, they are also... Ancestors are Hindus. I can prove it by DNA. So, all right, doesn't matter. We keep them first. Let's improve ourselves. So, the Hindus must now get a Hindu consciousness. And that consciousness would be that we were great and we will become great again. And what made us great, we'll find out and we'll practice it. So, that is uh, how we have to go. And how do we go about it? And I'll conclude it because I'm running out of time. Uh, and so there was some discussion. That is why we found VHS. Why did we form, form, form VHS? Because not to do demonstrations all. We haven't done a single demonstration. And all the people who come, come with their own money. Uh, uh, there's no money collecting for this. So why? Because we want those gunas to be imbibed. So we have made five things which are necessary. Um, first of all, you must know your identity. Your identity is that of a Hindu. Because your your DNA says so, and there's no this DNA is not there anywhere else in the world. Two, uh, you must uh, uh, learn Sanskrit. Uh, three, you must practice your economy should be on based of integral humanism, Ram Rajya. You know, we put on these four five conditions, and learn that. Then you are on the path. So the path is not, uh, you know, jump to some esoteric uh, concept of our uh, renaissance. But the path is that the renaissance comes step by step. So I would say today, in fact, this is the work the government should have done. The education ministry should have changed the text and so on and so forth. There, there are a lot of good people who could have done it. They were, if they had made uh, Rajiv Malhotra, for example, chairman of the textbook committee, you have produced first-class uh, um, textbooks for the children, uh, school children, college uh, boys, and so on. Uh, of course, he writes a lot of books for research uh, and esoteric research. But the fact is that 
is also can speak on very at a very simple level also. So because he knows the subject. So like that, there are many people, you know, you collect them. Now instead of that, you're all bureaucrats, IAS, IFS, and the education minister himself is not sufficiently educated to overcome them. So therefore, we, I, I would say that uh, what we need now is a, an agenda to go. The path is the agenda, and it takes you towards Renaissance. Renaissance means you are new Hindu, you are, you are Hindu, Virat Hindu. You are a Hindu who has multiple qualities. Uh, that is what the aim was. And um, uh, I think this is, is a matter that needs to be researched and further work done. But today, I thought I'll give you an introductory talk and then I'll go in for further details on specific subjects and deal with them. Uh, okay, then, um, I, uh, I my colleagues, if they have any questions. Dr. Swami, can you just briefly say what you said in English and Hindi also for the benefit of the viewers? So about okay. five minutes. Briefly. کیونکہ जबरदस्ती हम लोगों को धर्मा परिवर्तन करवाया तो ये एक एक 600 साल इसमें गई लड़े ये नहीं हमारे लोग नहीं लड़े लड़े परंतु जिस परिस्थिति थी उसमें जहां अकेला पड़ गए उसमें हम हमें नुकसान उठाना पड़ा और दूसरा है ये अंग्रेज आए इन्होंने पहला हमारे दिमाग पर um बदल लाने के लिए उन्होंने संस्कृत संस्कृत को खत्म कर दिया ताकि संस्कृत को कहीं नहीं पढ़ाया जाएगा जो लाइब्रेरी बुक्स हैं जहां संस्कृत के बुक्स हैं उसको जला दो एंड इससे उन्होंने अंग्रेजी लाए अंग्रेजी आने के बाद अंग्रेजी की जो संस्कृति है जो उनके फोर्क नाइफ में खाने के वो परंपरा ये सारी चीजें उन्होंने हमें जैसे कहा था अंग्रेजों ने कि वी वांट टू क्रिएट ए इंडियन हु हु ड्रेसेस लाइक इंग्लिशमैन हु स्पीक्स लाइक एन इंग्लिशमैन इस प्रकार से एक अंग्रेज बट सिर्फ उसके चमड़े में अंग्रेज नहीं होगा बट उसकी रंग में नहीं होगा परंतु बाकी सारे जो संस्कार हैं वो अंग्रेज के होंगे ये उनकी यानी उन्होंने लगाए उनके सारे एजुकेशन सिस्टम झूठ बोल दिया आर्यन थे ड्रविडियन थे सब बकवास ये सारे भरकर के उन्होंने ये किया तो इन दोनों जो हमारे देश में ब्रेन वॉशिंग हुई जिसको यानी जिस प्रकार से हमारे मस्तिष्क मस्तिष्क या हमारी जो सोच विचार है उसको उन्होंने विकृति किया विकृति लाई उसमें तो वो उसके जगह में अब एक देश में एक पुनरुत्थान होना चाहिए और उस पुनरुत्थान में कि हम वास्तव में क्या थे और क्या हो सकते थे 
क्यों हम दूसरा लोग हमारे ऊपर राज कर सके और अब हमें आगे बढ़ने के लिए किस प्रकार से जो विराट एक विराट चेत यानी प्रतिमा है उसको हम बना सकते हैं ये इस पर हमने आज चर्चा की थी तो मैंने कहा कि कई चीज़ें तो अभी हमारे पास है जैसे हमारी आर्थिक विकास कैसे होनी चाहिए उसमें हिंदुत्व में ये है कि भौतिक विकास पर्याप्त नहीं है और भौतिक विकास से समाज में आपकी कोई प्रतिष्ठा बनने वाली नहीं है सिर्फ भौतिक विकास से अमेरिका में बनती है यूरोप में बनती है कई जगहों में बनती है बट हिंदुस्तान में इतिहास है कि जो गरीब जैसा आदमी है परंतु वो उसकी जो उसकी एक भगवान की जो देन है उस देन को अपनी जमान से लोगों को बताते हैं वो ज्यादा ऊपर होता है गांधी जी तो सिर्फ एक लंगोटी पहन के घूमते थे और वो सब महात्मा मानते थे आ, ये कभी किसी और देश में आपका ऐसा नहीं मिलेगा कि उनके नेता आधा नंगा आ रहे हैं और लोग कह रहे अरे आ गया देवता आ गया सब उसकी पूजा करते हैं ये हमारी जो इस संस्कृति है उसमें उसके अंतर्गत हमें बनानी है तो लोकतंत्र जो है वो तो हमारी संस्कृति में है इसीलिए आज भी बचा हुआ है दूसरे देशों में से उड़ गया है परंतु हमारे देश में उड़ा नहीं जिसने उड़ाने कोशिश किया उसको उड़ा दिया हमने इंदिरा गांधी को इमरजेंसी काल में तो मैं ये ये एक बात कहता हूँ कि जो हमारी रक्त में है उस उसको जगाना है और उस जगाने के लिए एक पुनरुत्थान की योजना बनानी चाहिए तो मैंने कहा कि विराट हिंदुस्तान संगम में हमने पांच पॉइंट्स तय किए हैं जिससे ये चेतना जगा जा सकती है उसको फिर आगे ले जाना पड़ेगा और उसमें वैसे ही हम इसको करना है ये आवश्यक है हमें सिर्फ आर्थिक विकास कर दिया हमने ये कर दिया हमने वो कर दिया ये पर्याप्त नहीं है ये ये तो आ जाएगा अपने आप हमारी एक मंशा होनी चाहिए और वो मंशा जो है वो विराट मंशा उस मंशा को हम अपने स्कूलों कॉलेजेस से अपने परिवार में घर के अंदर हमारे व्यवहार से इससे लोगों को लगना पड़ेगा कि हाँ ये लोग मिटने वाले नहीं हैं दबने वाले नहीं हैं और हर समस्या का वो समाधान ढूंढ सकते हैं वो भले जैसे कृष्ण भगवान ने पहले कहा कि पांच गांव दे दो उसके बाद महाभारत कर दी वैसे इनको शांति से व्यवहार करोगे तो सब अच्छा होगा नहीं तो वो फिर मिट, आपको मिटाने में लग जाएंगे इस प्रकार के चरित्र एक एक, एक आपकी इमेज जिसको अंग्रेजी में कहते हैं उसको बनाने की आवश्यकता उसमें मैंने अपनी रूपरेखा रखी है मैंने कहा ये तो आज एक एक ही लेक्चर है आगे भी मैं अब एक एक विषय को लेकर थोड़ा गहरा में आपको इसको संबोधित करूँगा थैंक यू डॉक्टर स्वामी सो द लॉट ऑफ पीपल क्वेश्चंस वन ऑफ देम यू टच्ड अपॉन द टॉपिक ऑफ द एजुकेशन सिस्टम दैट वी नीड समबडी लाइक राजीव मल्होत्रा टू डू यू कट ऑफ या 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 सो सॉरी इवन आफ्टर सो मेनी इ 
Hindu, more of a liberal yeah, Hindu. Yeah. So this, I think the foundation has to be laid, as you said. Otherwise, the future is not so great. So yeah. what can be done to make this government at least realize, Dr. Swami? So that's the first question. A lot of the viewers are asking this. The second one um, that some of them have raised is Hindutva, even though you have described it so beautifully that it's it's non-violent, it's, it's based on arguments, it's based on facts. The painting that's being done of Hindutva is being made it radical. So how do we counter that? So those are the two questions that I have. The first one on the education, how do we, I mean, is there any way we can make this government wake up and change the system? Because it's not going anywhere. And the second one is perception of Hindutva and being painted as radical. How do we avoid it? Well, it's um, uh, very unfortunate that <clears throat> the person who has the power uh, to do it has uh, himself a very weak foundation in education. And so it uh, it's something that uh, to say how we can do it, well, you'll have to have people in uh, authority who understand uh, what education is, what it means. It's not just getting a certificate and uh, flaunting it. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's a love. It's 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 it's, it's you know your Saraswati Ma, you know the way you worship her. You you worship your education too, and to further it, uh, you 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 hold those who are educated in high regard. That's not so today. Uh, in fact, uh, the moment you are highly educated, people become nervous and insecure and. Uh, so the whole mentality is still what was there during the British period. It hasn't changed very much. Uh, so to ask me this question, I would say, well, wait some more years because uh, the trend is much better. I know that, uh, uh, although I must tell you that uh, when I was a young boy, man, my, my, my father, you know, my uh, father's uncle uh, was Satyamurti. So, I mean, we were literally flooded with congressmen in our houses. And then because my father was in government service, he had a nice house, so people used to come. Uh, some, some Sometimes Kamraj uh, used to come and stay with, with us and so on. Nityanand Kanungo from Bihar used to come. I mean, from Orissa used to come. Like, you know, so, uh, but at that time, again, the problem was that we had Jawaharlal Nehru. And um, uh, he was far more interested in foreign policy. All right, you may be interested, but then delegate, delegates. The lack of delegation in our system is what is uh, why we are not able to do it. So what I would say, keep this alive, this, this demand. Uh, develop it, uh, write your articles, uh, write your books, and so on. Um, but... Uh, uh, at the moment, today, if you ask me, I can't do it even in economics, you see. Uh, I am, uh, in economics today, everything that's being done is wrong. And most of the announcements are all bogus. For instance, $5 trillion in five years. Uh, that means doubling. That uh, means 14.8% year growth rate. I mean, who are they kidding? So, uh, <laughs> at the moment, I think more important for me is to more and more win over people like we have done in the last five, six years with VAC, uh, our VHS. Uh, just, you know, and then when, when we can reach a critical mask, automatically everything will happen.
Can't hear. Perception of Hindutva being more radical because what you've explained beautifully ah, it's yeah. So instead of no, that, is, that is deliberate, you see. Harvard University, where I taught for 50 years, off and on, I mean, I'm not continuously, and 10 years did so much teaching that even uh, the, uh, uh, the Nobel laureates who are one who are my students now are recognizing it publicly. When I went to uh, China to address a conference, the guy who got the uh, Nobel Prize uh, for Systems Analysis uh, from the University of Chicago had come. And the first thing he said is, I'm so pleased that the, my teacher is also here with me, uh, of course, in a different robe, <laughs> that of a politician. So uh, I think, you know, the, the, uh, uh, you, you are of the, you are concerned about this, uh, they, there is a feeling of fear that these people have, uh, I mean, this formula that they have of uniting Hindus, it means that we have no place or we have to be the same. And if we are same, then our patrons uh, abroad, they are going to turn against us. Like they turn, turn against me. You see, they are not my patrons, but they were my colleagues, but they turned, uh, they were not in my department of economics, but they were in other parts of uh, Harvard. And they turned against me. Because uh, I was not willing to go uh, uh, along with them uh, when it come to India, not in my classrooms or in America. So I uh, would say, uh, ignore it. You know, let them uh, scream away. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, we are, uh, we are, uh, the Hindus are in the India more than a billion now. So, um, uh, these billion people, you awaken them, automatically everything will fall in place. Will Hindutva still have an impact in the upcoming UP elections, Dr. Swami? Does it Which one? Hindutva? Yeah. Well, uh, it is the only only thing that we have. It is the only thing we have. And um, But the question is that after the Uttarakhand uh, temple takeover, and uh, a lot of uh, things that the sadhus and sannyasis know about how people try to stop uh, the Supreme Court from giving the judgment in favor of building the Ram Temple and who are the people who did it. So um, uh, I think uh, there is, a, except for Yogi, uh, there is no other personality who could be as a person who has promoted Hinduism in, in, in Uttar Pradesh. And uh, even in Kashmir, we have not, uh, we have talked about in the beginning when we passed these laws, we talked about uh, we uh, being uh, doing what they, you know, for the sake of the, those poor Hindus who are driven out. But after that, we haven't done anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost a dead letter. So, um, I think uh, the full value of Hindutva will not be able to recognize, realize. We may still win because the others are <laughs> not up to it. Because well, even after the exodus, Dr. Sami, I mean, I've been reading. No, exodus, because, because the exodus is gone to a place. <laughs> Somebody's trying to intervene. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. 
uh, uh, you know, the thing is that the Exodus has gone to a camp which uh, has some advantages uh, like, uh, you know, um, 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 uh, strong uh, caste, system, caste groups which are willing to support. But they also are feeling, uh, generating a fear that these people in the past have been encouraging gundas and uh, law and order has certainly vastly improved under uh, Aditya Nath. So I think, uh, uh, you know, it's plus and minus. It's not just simply a plus for the opposition. Thank you. Dr. Swami, many of yeah. our viewers, viewers are in a dilemma. They say whether by getting political power, uh -huh. can we have our agenda in place? Because they feel in seven years, sufficient has not happened or the right direction has not been taken. So what is your advice? Because a lot of people, for example, a lot of people tweeting, a lot of uh, people who stood by Hindutva even pre-2014, they feel very unhappy that the agenda <laughs> has not gone forward. So the many people wonder whether political power is leads to all this happening or is there any other method by which we can have our agenda on Hindutva uh, taken forward? Because the questions which are there in the chat box all indirectly, directly are focused on this. So they want to have some clarity yeah. on this. Well, you know, the, the question is, uh, I, I don't think that, uh, I, I, first of all, I'll give you answer, answer the basic question. You need political power for speedy alter, uh, alteration of the system. And uh, it can be done if uh, you have done it uh, with, uh, with finesse. And uh, people will also welcome it. There will be some people who, who have vested interests, they'll oppose, but it doesn't matter. But uh, you, if you use the political power uh, properly, uh, yes. But the problem is when you come to power, and I've seen this firsthand you know, both in time of Chandrasekhar and Narsimha Rao, there are always considerations uh, which, uh, um, to the credit of both Chandrasekhar and uh, Chand Narsimha Rao, they didn't yield. But I have seen in cases of others, I won't name them. Uh, they came to power and they were terrified of what some foreign country would uh, do. I would uh, give an example. Why? What was the necessity for Mr. Modi to go and embrace uh, the Pope and invite him to India? Well, I mean, does he not know what the Christians are doing, missionaries coming from abroad are doing in India? And um, and the propaganda that is going on is that we are butchering Christians. So he's going to come here and he's not going to speak on it. Pope, last time he, when Vajpayee called him, and I don't know why, the BJP seems to have a fascination. My party seems to have a fascination of having... Uh, the Pope come last time. Uh, uh, the uh, Mr. Uh, the, the the Pope came here. What did he say? It was on Diwali time. He said all the little uh, lamps you're lighting is not going to bring you uh, um, uh, light. Uh, you have to go by Jesus. Only then the, you will you will be able to see the light. This he said openly in public. You can uh, see the newspapers of that time. I think I've included this in one of my books also. So, 
I think the issue is not political power. Political power is a great thing, uh, uh, a great thing, great ma 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 instrument for bringing about fast change. But it should be people who are not easily frightened. There should be people who have nothing, anything, nothing to, or people who don't have anything to hide uh, or be pressured on. That kind of people have to be selected, and it takes maybe it'll take time, but uh, it can happen. But till then, you don't have to despair. I mean, keep it alive, keep the whole movement alive. Some people have asked me questions uh, in this show on Kashmiri Pandits. Very tragic thing. We should have been brutal uh, on getting them back. I mean, I can't believe that if supposing we had done the same thing to Muslims, the whole world would have been asking us, take them back, take them back. We have done more for Tamils in uh, Sri Lanka than we have done for Kashmiri Pandits in India. Arvind, you have another question before we wind Arvind, up? Arvind ji, yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for my turn. And uh, uh, my turn has come late. I have too many questions. You are, you are a Pandit ji, so you can do, uh, summarize everything. Yeah, I have asked you many questions about Hindu. And whatever you have said, मुझे पूर्ण विश्वास है कि वो मेरे सारे प्रश्न और आपके उत्तर हमारे दर्शकों की सारी समस्याओं का जिज्ञासाओं का समाधान करेंगे मेरा सबसे मूल प्रश्न ये है पिछले कम से कम कम से कम 40 वर्षों से हमें देखते आ रहे हैं कि एक राजनीतिक दल जिसकी शक्ति निरंतर 40 वर्षों में बढ़ती रही उसने हिंदुत्व का सहारा लिया और पूरी शेष राजनीतिक शक्तियों ने यह प्रोजेक्ट किया कि अगर वो हिंदुत्ववादी है तो इसका मतलब वो सेकुलरिज्म यानी कि धर्म निरपेक्षता के विरोधी हैं तो मेरा मूल प्रश्न इसको लेकर है कि भारत में हिंदुत्व और धर्म निरपेक्षता क्या एक दूसरे के पूरक हैं या एक दूसरे के विरोधी हैं हमारे संविधान के प्रीएम्बल में सेकुलर शब्द आया है जोड़ा गया है जरूर वो 40 वर्षों से पहले जोड़ा गया है लेकिन क्या हम उस शब्द की मर्यादा का पालन कर पा रहे हैं जगदीश शेट्टी जी ने एक प्रश्न पूछा था वो मैं प्रश्न थोड़ा और विस्तार से बढ़ाना चाहता हूं सिर्फ 7 साल का प्रश्न नहीं है प्रश्न ये है कि जहां-जहां भी हिंदुत्ववादी शक्तियां जो हिंदुत्व का नारा देकर सत्ता में आई क्या उन्होंने हिंदुत्व के धर्म का और अपनी जो उनके वादे थे उनका पालन किया सिर्फ सात वर्षों की बात नहीं है मैं और पिछले पांच वर्षों और उसके पहले भी जानना चाहता हूं तो मैं कहना चाहता हूं डॉक्टर स्वामी और आप इसका जरूर समाधान करेंगे कि विपक्ष में रहके हिंदुत्व की परवाशा एक होती है सत्ता में आते ही हिंदुत्व का चरित्र बदल जाता है और जब रमेश रमेश स्वामी सत्तावादी हिंदुत्व की परिभाषा अलग है और विपक्ष के हिंदुत्व की परिभाषा अलग है क्या हिंदुत्व और धर्म निरपेक्षता साथ-साथ रह सकते हैं देखिए सत्ता के बिना 
जिस रूपरेखा में और जिस तीव्र गति से हमें हिंदुत्व को जमाना है या उसकी चेतना जगानी है सत्ता के बिना नहीं हो सकता और मैं समझता हूं कि अनेक कारण हैं का कि अभी सत्ता में आने के बाद बाद क्यों हमारे लोग बदल गए ये वाजपेयी के साथ भी हुआ था एक तो वो इस जो प्रोपेगेंडा होती है उससे डर जाते हैं मैं 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 अपना उदाहरण देना पसंद नहीं करूंगा परंतु बता देता हूं मुझे जब मैंने ये कहा कि मस्जिद को तोड़ा जा सकता है यदि अधिकृत रूप से और प्रशासन करती है और सहज देशों में होता है और इसको लेकर मेरे ऊपर केस डाला जब एक सुप्रीम कोर्ट और मुझे हार्वर्ड के जो मैं लेक्चर देता था उसको बंद कर दिया उस समय उन्होंने कहा कि तुम इस बयान को वापस नहीं लोगे तो हम आपको पढ़ाने नहीं देंगे यहाँ मैंने कहा मैं तो तुम्हारे भला के लिए आ रहा हूँ पढ़ाने के लिए मैं अपने के लिए क्या मुझे तो राजनीति से टाइम निकाल के आना पड़ता है जो करना करो और आज उनकी नाक कट गई है जब कोर्ट ने उस केस जो डाली हुई थी जिसको उदाहरण बना रहे थे उसमें ऐसी बुरी तरह हाई कोर्ट ने उसकी उसको रद्द की तो मैं कहता हूं कि ये एक हीन भावना है हमारे नेताओं में कई में है जो दूसरों कारण गए वो दब दब के करते जैसे नरसिम्हा राव थे उन्होंने बहुत कुछ किया इसराइल को उन्होंने मान्यता दे दी हम लोगों की हिम्मत नहीं हुई जब वाजपेयी फॉरेन मिनिस्टर थे वो तो चरण सिंह और मोरारजी देसाई दोनों चाहते थे कि इसराइल का रिकग्नेशन होना चाहिए उन्होंने डट के विरोध किया कि वो कहीं 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 सोशलिस्ट नाराज हो जाएंगे कहीं कम्युनिस्ट नाराज हो जाएंगे ये सब तो एक आप पावर में आने के बाद सिर्फ अपनी लोकप्रियता और अपनी प्रचार और अपनी मान्यता विदेशों में ये नहीं सोचना चाहिए मैं आया हूं इससे मैं मेरा एक धर्म अब धर्म है कि ये जो मैंने वचन दिया है चुनाव में उसको मैं अमल करने के लिए हूँ उसमें मिट जाऊंगा तो मिट जाऊंगा परंतु तो मुझे करना है ये मंशा एक तैयार की जानी पड़ती है परंतु तो मुझे पावर में आया सदा के लिए पावर में आना है ये डर है मुझे ही आप देखिए ट्विटर में कितने लोग कहते हैं कि तुम जिस तरीके से बोलते हो तुम्हें राज्यसभा नहीं देंगे जैसे राज्यसभा कोई बड़ी चीज है मैं तो छह बार पार्लियामेंट आ चुका हूँ मुझे एक राज्यसभा के लिए मैं भूल जाऊंगा कैसे लोग हैं पता नहीं क्या कौन सा मंशा है और यही हीन भावना पैदा करती है घर में भी माँ बाप बच्चों को इसी प्रकार के भाषा में समझाने की कोशिश करते हैं तो मैं समझता हूं कि जो है जो है अब वास्तविकता में इसमें सत्ता से इसको मत जोड़िए सत्ता से इसको मत जोड़िए मैं ये कहूंगा कि सत्ता में ऐसे लोगों को बैठाना चाहिए जिनमें हीन भावना नहीं है और वो और जब वो हीन भावना दिखाते हैं उसी समय उनको 
या चेतावनी देनी चाहिए वो या वो गद्दी से उतार देना चाहिए और हमारे पास ऐसे शक्ति एक व्यक्ति के पास ये अच्छी बात है बीजेपी की कि ये एक व्यक्ति का पार्टी नहीं है जैसे अनेक अन्य पार्टीज हैं तो यदि जो लोग कर सकते हैं उनको कहना चाहिए कि ये जो हमारी एजेंडा है इसको क्रियान्वित करो वरना तुम अगले बार प्रधानमंत्री नहीं बन सकते हो या मंत्री नहीं बन सकते हो डॉक्टर स्वामी आई हैव वन वेरी अनदर फंडामेंटल क्वेश्चन यू मेंशनड अबाउट यू मेंशनड अबाउट द वर्णा सिस्टम एंड द कास्ट सिस्टम यस वी हैव ए वेरी लार्ज कम्युनिटी विद इन द हिंदू रिलीजन कॉल्ड शेड्यूल कास्ट इन गवर्नमेंट लैंग्वेज Yes. Mahatma Gandhi called them Harijans. Yeah. In now uh, official, unofficial political language, they are called Dalits. Yes. Dalit, if you translate in English, it is oppressed. Yes. So we have acknowledgedly twenty percent people who are oppressed at the hand of remaining eighty percent Hindus. Now, can we survive in a society where we have a recognized? Uh, oppressed oppressed co- uh, component uh, or, or a section of the people and lot of government schemes for last 60 years if not more or, or maybe 70 years are addressed to this particular section and we are unable to do anything can we do something in hindutva hindu hinduism or hindutva call it whatever you like to remove this caste barrier and and banish this uh, section called the name called dalit not the section name called dalit so that everybody is equal people say sanskrit is only for brahmins why should sanskrit be for brahmins no it's not for brahmins yeah so no. No, there was a question even in your yeah. tamil nadu that whether yeah. dalits can become pujaris why not see tamils is the fault is ours in north india not uh, Uh, the Tamil. I was there uh, when Chandrasekhar was there. I, you know that you were also part of my team. Uh, I went and sat there and dismissed the government. People said rivers of blood will flow because he had two-thirds majority in the assembly. I said the real Tamil will stand up. All these others will run away. And exactly what happened? Not even a cycle was burnt. and we held elections in which uh, out of 234 seats uh, mr karnanidhi's party got only two seats so uh, i i think the main problem is whether even in the dalit movement i my personal experience is overwhelming majority of dalits would like to see their assimilation take place and that can partly begin by openly saying what lord krishna says it is not got to do with your birth whatever your varna is avarna uh, is uh, it is not got to do with your birth and if you qualify on the on the uh, on the qualifications of a varna you become that in that varna that is what needs to be done as so many people are very proudly brahmins but they are uh, uh, you know running a shoe factory or something like that you know uh, 
I I think this caste, uh, uh, this varna, the, the caste is different. That is for bloodlines and so on. That's good for marriages. One has to be careful not to marry in a certain. Uh, when the brothers and sisters marry, their children will be all Mongoloids. That's what I mean, the pharaohs. So uh, caste, the varna system is out of date. And the more you emphasize your Hinduness, in Hindus also there are so many, uh, you know, Sanatana Dharmis and uh, uh, Shaivites and uh, Vaishnavites and, uh, uh, you know, Smarthas and so on. But the Hindu identity has to be projected. And uh, that that has to be done. It has, the state has not done it. And uh, we continue, you know, this quota, that quota. We are only sort of strengthening that. And, and I'm not all saying... these quotas, all these quotas are based on caste. We have a very yes. scheduled caste. That means there's that. a schedule, schedule yeah, which yeah. has caste, not varnas. Uh, yeah. So basically, they have to be given a helping hand to compete with the, the rest of uh, the society. But they need not be uh, glorified as a... As a, as a as a group by a name, you can say that these are people, underprivileged people, and uh, they, 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 uh, their parents were in, in this low, low occupation, and their grandparents are in this low occupation to lift them up. We will see that they get the best education, will, and the state pays for it. And then uh, you will see that uh, they themselves will stand up. Uh, uh, Dr. Ambedkar uh, was given no uh, reservation. He, in 1916, went to Columbia and got a PhD in economics. And then he went uh, to London School and got a DSc in economics. Then he became a lawyer, I mean, Bharat Law. And he came back to India and wrote the constitution in the sense, in the sense of, you know, ensuring that it was amended or uh, the amendments were taken and uh, the whole process was continuing. Every amendment he gave a speech. You have to read the Constituent Assembly to see what a genius this man was. And Mr. Nehru ensured that he lost every Lok Sabha election by stealing all his booth, uh, booth agents. There are, two, I think, three Lok Sabha agents, uh, Lok Sabha elections he fought. He lost the deposit in all of them. And ultimately, in utter disgust, he went and became a Buddhist. Otherwise, a man who's written so much about Hinduism, you have to read. Even in 1916, he wrote. This is the uh, I've quoted that in my book in uh, uh, in uh, that uh, in Hindus and uh, Hindutva and National Renaissance book. I've quoted. So um, uh, this is what we have to do, you know. Yeah, Doctor Swami, when we talk about Renaissance, yes. Renaissance in Hindu religion. In fact, I have translated your English book in Hindi uh, or the, yes. the, or the yes. Renaissance. When we talk about Renaissance today in 2022, yeah. do we include in our agenda to eliminate the caste system in order to get the Renaissance in Hindu system? You see, the Varna system cannot be got rid of by giving a fatwa. It's not possible. You have to practice it. If in if, if you don't inquire from anybody what your varna is, that's the first start. You know, some of the moment you come, you know, you can guess and all that. But the fact is that you should never ask somebody what's your varna. 
that's the starting point. We are all equal. The, and the DNA proves that we are all equal. I'll say it is very unfortunate that those people who had championed the cause of Hindutva had never raised this issue of the caste. It was only Ram Manohar Lohia in the 60s yeah. who started a movement of Jati Toro. And unfortunately, he was a socialist. And the yeah. further generations of the socialists also did not live up to his expectations and continue that jihad against the caste. And therefore, I think uh, it should be a part of a, a major part of our renaissance in uh, Hindu religion. I, I, no, no, we have been saying that. Uh, <coughs> we have been saying it. Uh, Krishna is saying that uh, <coughs> Varna is not Janam se nahi hai. Just last question. In fact, there were so many yeah. questions. I have to, you know, be short. Uh, yeah. in, in, in your book, you have written several books related to this topic. In your book one on is, Hindus, one more, Hindus, one more is coming, huh? Yeah, Hindus under seas ah. uh, uh, that you had written. In that yes. book, you had also mentioned that being a Hindutva, ah. uh, being a Hindutva follower, or being a yes. true Hindu, that means you are yes. likely to be victimized. Victimized yes. by whom? Victimized by so-called people who are in power and they claim to be secular people. Discrimination yes. of Hindus under the power of any color, any hue, any political ideology. This is called the secularism. True secularism means you suppress, oppress, punish the, the those who call them Hindus. Now, will this continue for how long? No, I, I it can't continue because it's much less than it was before. Before people, I remember all conversations, fellows say I am a, a very devout Hindu, but I am not communal. <laughs> I remember in my college the conversation, and even my early days when I was uh, teaching at IIT, people just tell me, I am also good, you know, very Paka Hindu, but I am not communal. I am not, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I believe that this is my personal thing. Hey, Hindu, the Hindu religion is not only personal, <laughs> society. The whole uh, Hindutva idea is society, you see. So that inferiority complex is gone. So I wouldn't say that things have not improved. They have. And uh, also all the people have elected. Previous people used to be afraid to elect a Hindutva party. Now they have given you absolute majority. Whether you have misused it or not, that's another matter. But the fact is that people are willing to do that. And I think that's an irreversible trend. And you should. what you have to do now is to get some gutsy a leader who is not afraid of foreigners, uh, is willing to take a stand and, and do it. If you want to show you have guts, just frame the rules for uh, for Kashmir. Article 370, 370 removed. You frame the rules, uh, you know, and finalize it. Even, even for that uh, uh, CAA, we have not framed the rules. And many of the people who are here for their citizenship have gone back to Pakistan because we have cancelled their Indian visa. They were given an emergency visa when they came, uh, escaped from Pakistan, came to India, and we have cancelled that. So I, I think uh, there's a tremendous fear of what the Americans will do and what the Russians will do, that sort of thing. And even the Chinese, otherwise, you wouldn't say, koi aya ni, koi gaya ni. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, there are many questions. Uh, Ramesh or Jagdish, if you have any question to ask. Now we can conclude. I have one small little question. Uh, not question, actually. Just uh, You remember when Ashok Shingalji was alive? Yes. Uh, in one of the meetings in the Arundhati Vasisht Anusandhan Peet, Yes. There were several vice chancellors also of different universities. Yes. It was decided then at that time that those people who are in the places of power in the education system yes. will establish a chair in the name of Deen Dayalupadhyayji <laughs> in the universities. And this mm -hmm. was, I remember, this was, I think, 2013 or some such thing. And uh, we are in 2022. Ashok Singhalji is no more, unfortunately. But uh, the people who claim their legacy have not done anything for integral humanism. I know that. I agree. It's a matter of fact. And no point in complaining, waiting for a better opportunity to set it right. Uh, I, I have uh, propagated uh, throughout. In fact, there was a... Uh, a volume produced uh, by by the by an American university on Hindu economics. Right, right. And, right. and I, I wrote a chapter in it. You wrote a speaker I, there, I remember in that conference. Yeah, that's right. Two thousand eleven. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. So. Third May two thousand eleven. Yeah, and I I had started uh, influencing people to the point where the left-wing liberals in Harvard just thought I was become dangerous and I shouldn't have the label of Harvard. <laughs> so that's how they discontinued. They couldn't do more than discontinuing my course, which of course, uh, you know, it, it didn't matter to me. But the fact is that they, they immediately react, whereas the Hindus don't unite. Even today, if a Hindu is targeted because you're Hindu, how many people will stand up in a university? Tell me. Even in university, के बाहर भी केरल में केरल में जो हिंदू हित के लिए काम करने वाले संगठन के लिए लोग हैं उनकी निरंतरता हो रही है और कोई भी सरकार चाहे वो केंद्र की सरकार हो या राज्य की सरकार हो कोई भी सरकार उनकी सुरक्षा कर पाने में अक्षम है क्योंकि लोग भी जो खड़े होने चाहते हैं वो ये चापलूस लोग जो हैं किराए में वो उनकी हाल खराब कर देते हैं जिसको कहते हैं ट्रोलर्स 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 नहीं ट्रोलिंग हाँ सिर्फ मैं मेरा सौभाग्य है कि विराट हिंदुस्तान संगम के काउंटर ट्रोलर्स और भी शक्तिशाली हैं उन्होंने उनको सबके मुंह बंद कर दी जहाँ तक मैं हूँ, but बिचारे जो महिला ट्विटर में आते हैं, my God क्या बकवास ये लोग यू नो करते हैं किराए के लिए, वो भी पैसा के लिए, उनको पैसा मिलती है मैं जानता हूँ। Dr. Swami, we follow your your motto, which is basically I we give as good as we get it. Yes, right. If not better. Yeah, better if they give good. Arvind, before you, Arvind, before you wind up, Arvind, before you wind up, I want Doctor Swami to, I want Doctor Swami to tell our viewers on what forthcoming book he is working on. He briefly mentioned. Please tell our viewers what is the book he are working on and what is it about. The book has gone to print. Now I'm not working on it anymore. 
it is exactly titled this uh, uh, a hindu manifesto for renaissance uh, and it will be it's gone to haranand and uh, i think uh, by march you will get the book or maybe no no he was saying earlier maybe in sometime in february you will get the book it's a, actually a, a, uh, it began as an idea for hindus under siege for updating it but then i got so many new ideas over these years so i put them all in and uh, i have a chapter on integral humanism in it thank you doctor go ahead arunjay we can continue thank you thank you dr swami ye ek aisa vishay hai jiske vishay pe hum anadi kal tak baat karna chahe to baat kar sakte hain kyunki हर एक के प्रश्न में मैं एक बहुत मूल प्रश्न पूछना चाहता था वो दिमाग से उतर गया लेकिन वो जैसे मैंने कहा कि इतने प्रश्न हैं एक कार्यक्रम में सबको पूछना संभव नहीं है और हम जरूर इस विषय पे एक दूसरा कार्यक्रम रखेंगे जिसमें कुछ हमारे जो दर्शक हैं व्यूअर्स हैं उनके जो क्वेश्चन है उनके जो प्रश्न है उनकी भी प्रश्नों का उत्तर डॉक्टर स्वामी दे पाएंगे हम ऐसा रखेंगे आज ऑलरेडी हम डेढ़ घंटा करीब हमारा समाप्त होने वाला है और हम इस कार्यक्रम को बहुत ज्यादा लंबा नहीं खींच सकते इसलिए उन प्रश्नों को हम अभी अनुत्तरित मानकर अनअंसर्ड मानकर हम चल रहे हैं और किसी न किसी भविष्य के मुद्दे पर हम जरूर इन प्रश्नों को लेंगे डॉक्टर स्वामी आपने 90 मिनट इस गहन विषय को उठाया और हमारे सारे प्रश्नों का उत्तर दिया जितनी सरलता से और सुलझे हुए जवाब आप दे सकते हैं बहुत ही कम लोग होंगे जो हिंदुत्व के प्रश्न पर इतने आसानी से इतनी स्वच्छता से इतनी सरलता से प्रश्नों का उत्तर दे पाते हैं मैंने जान पूछ के कुछ प्रश्न हिंदी में पूछे ताकि उन दर्शकों का भी लाभ हो जो अंग्रेजी में उतने दक्ष नहीं है थैंक यू वेरी मच डॉक्टर स्वामी फॉर बींग विद फॉर नाइन्टी मिनट्स एंड ट्राइंग टू आंसर द क्वेश्चन वी आर ग्रेटफुल टू यू at some other point the remaining questions which could not be taken up today will be taken up related to hindu maybe uh, in the february month when your book is released at that time after the release of that book we may have another program and uh, we will discuss the book as well as the solutions uh, provided by uh, you uh, for upliftment or what we say renaissance in hindutva or renaissance for bharat thank you very much thank you jagdish ji thank you ramesh swami ji thanks the, the technical team led by ashish chetty tejesh navalgul ishwar ayer gadgi rakesh swaminathan vishal mehta ajesh nayar without this team nothing is possible and uh, uh, of course guidance of dr swami is necessary our viewership jagdish ji said in the beginning uh, last episode was 77000 and in the, the following time uh people look at the backlog of the on youtube and other channels and this keeps on increasing thank you very much viewers for supporting our program we'll be meeting next sunday again at 8 pm with another very interesting topic and dr subramanian swami till then namaskar jai hind